Welcome back to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. On this segment, estate and trust planning specialist Sherry McMillan continues her preview of some of the topics she'll be covering at the upcoming McMillan Estate Planning Seminar this Wednesday evening at 7. Sherry is in conversation with Peter Watts of News Talk 770. Let's talk uh, about some basics. Uh, why estate planning is important and who really needs one. And we've talked about already some of the reasons why a plan is, is pretty significant. Well, I think the primary reason that most families plan would look like it's tax planning because nobody wants to pay unnecessary tax. But actually, as you dig a little deeper, most families are planning for harmony and they main objective is that they preserve the harmony their family has around the asset base. And so, I mean, every single one of us know of a story somewhere down the line that we've learned of where an estate goes sideways and then brothers and sisters no longer speak and no one gets along anymore. And I call that the Christmas equation dinner. So in other words, if I don't have the right estate plan designed, my children won't remain harmonious and sit down for their Christmas dinner together. And then I've built the wrong plan. And so one of the rules of thumb that we take when we're building the estate plan is looking at it from that light and point of view and saying, you know, is this going to offend somebody? Is this going to rock the apple cart? And if it is, is there a better technique that we could employ in the estate plan? So, you know, a really obvious one that is often overlooked, Peter, is, you know, it's fair just to add everybody to the will as an executor. Well, that sounds good in first instance, but when you actually think about what that truly means for most families, it's just opening Pandora's box to cause disharmony. And so what we want to look at is the right solution for each family situation so that harmony can be preserved because we can replace assets. You know, we can buy another stock. We can buy another IBM share. What we can't replace is our brothers and sisters. We can't replace grandchildren and nieces and nephews. They are our family unit. And so everything that we're doing in an estate plan has to be looked at, certainly from a legal and a tax point of view. But I always say that's that third cornerstone. You cannot overlook it. We have to know what the soft issues are so we can solve any kind of disharmony that might occur and build in a a very constructive, harmonious plan for the family. The one overriding reason to have a, an estate plan or a life plan is peace of mind, it seems to me. And, and a lot of that is what we've kind of inferred from the conversation here today. Um, but that's the bottom line for this, is it puts something down, something that provides a guideline that, that makes you know, some, some commitments, uh, but at the same time, something that is flexible enough to be changed as circumstances warrant. At the end of the day, Peace of mind really has a lot of value. It certainly does, Peter. And, and people have always shared with me because, of course, by nature, us humans are procrastinators. And so it's very common for us to procrastinate doing our estate work. But for those of uh, my clients that have done their estate planning later in life versus earlier in life, they always say this to me, Peter. I wish I had done this in my 50s and 60s instead of waiting to my 70s and 80s because the peace of mind it's brought me Um, is remarkable and I could have had this peace of mind all these decades and so I think it's really important to have that peace of mind at at a number of levels. The first thing to know is we 
are probably going to live longer through our retirement phase of life than we did in our working career. And so we deserve to have peace of mind considering how many decades lay ahead. And the second thing is we want peace of mind about our own lifestyle and protection, but that naturally creates a peace of mind around the next generation anyway. And so that's the beauty of proper planning is that we know we are protected and our spouses are protected. And we also know that our children are protected. And ultimately, that's all we look for really as life goes along is we're always trying to create that protection as a family. We're into a new year, business owners doing their planning. Pretty important segment of the audience that listens to this program and the clientele that you serve. Tell me about what business owners need to do if they haven't got an estate plan in place, uh, even if they're just starting out. This is something that they shouldn't wait till they're 70 to consider. Well, the first thing I would say, Peter, is if you're a business owner and you don't have your estate plan in order... You are normal. That is very common, and you don't need to be embarrassed uh, of that. It is usually my experience that most business owners are immensely successful at what they do, um, and they are good at what they do, and that's why they have the business they have. This is not their expertise, thankfully. Um, I'm glad they don't sit around on a Friday night uh, rethinking or rehashing estate planning, but rather they think about their business. But you wouldn't mind if on Wednesday, January 21st, they sat around for an evening and listened to you and contemplated the importance of having a plan in place for the transfer or the disposition of their business going forward. And again, the whole concept of planning uh, for tax purposes alone makes an investment of an hour of your evening worthwhile. Well, the really important facet that a business owner must know, and I think once they see that in estate planning, they're quite attractive to estate planning. In fact, my business owners, in my opinion, are my best clients from the perspective of every single year they want to stay current because once they realize the power of estate planning, that it's truly a life plan of playing Monopoly, they get very thrilled and juiced about that and they want to know next year okay what else could we do what how else could we help uh, keep the wealth that we're creating in our own hands and so business owners are always driven that way and so I always encourage families that own businesses to view their business really as a very important facet to their life because typically it's their heart blood sweat and tears really that has gone into it and so the last step is to steward it well and know all your options and take advantage of the options that you have. Now in Canada, we are very, very blessed because we actually have opportunities as business owners that many of us don't have as employed people. So the first one to know, Peter, is when I own a business in Canada, I qualify for something called my Canadian capital gain exemption for a Canadian controlled company. And it means in English that the first 800,000 of the growth of my business per family member is tax-free. So imagine, that's not a small benefit that we each receive, but we only get to utilize it if we're proactive in the way in which we design our business. And so it's very important that on an annual basis, we review the business model and make sure it's following the guidelines that the CRA sets out for us. Now, the second unique opportunity that we have, and it's very fortunate for the whole community at large, is that the CRA has laid out legislation that allows our family businesses to carry carry on generation to generation by giving us an estate planning opportunity or tax strategy called estate freeze. And what that allows us to do is lock out the future growth of taxation that's incurring in our business 
to push it down to the next generation. And what that means to a business is this, if I don't have to give up millions and millions of dollars to taxation on the moment of my death as the main shareholder, but the business can be preserved, it means all the employees, all the people that are benefiting from the business in the community can continue with that benefit. And so there is a real reason that the government allows these kinds of transactions to happen. It's not random that they're allowing this tax opportunity for us, but we need to seize it and we need to take advantage of it. We cannot, unfortunately, take advantage of it retroactively. So to me, today is the very best day because probably that's the lowest price your business would ever be in the eyes of the CRA. And so what we want to do is if your business today is worth $10 million, rather than waiting until it's worth $40 million, let's lock out the government today at that $10 million value. And so on that extra $30 million that we make in the business, we don't actually have to pay the estate tax on it. And that's pretty important for whoever succeeds to the business, whether it's new ownership or whatever. It leaves cash within the business. It doesn't siphon it off to the tax authorities. Um, it is, of course, strictly legal to do all of this. I mean, it is the way the law is set up. Um, all you have to do is is realize that a good estate plan will take advantage of all of these opportunities. Well, one of my business owners had shared with me um, in the last little while, Peter, once they did the estate work and they explained to their employees that they had done this type of pro proactive planning so that the preservation and the legacy of this business could carry on even at their demise. Um, one of my uh, business owners showed me a card that one of his key employees had given him. And that employee's peace of mind um, that he has received from knowing that the owner and the leader of that business is actually built a design that that business could be preserved uh, even when he is gone, gave the, that whole family unit as a key employee a peace of mind and an assurance. And so it's not just for, at first instance, you think it's just for the business owner and his family, but in reality, it's for the betterment of our whole community. Because if we can keep those businesses intact from one generation to the next with either core family members or key employees, what we are doing is we're keeping those jobs in our community. In the last uh, couple of minutes available to us here, um, walk us through what you will talk about in your presentation on the 21st of January. Well, I think certainly that for most families, the surprise will be that we talk about life planning, not death planning, because estate planning should be about optimizing your estate for your lifespan and it naturally protects it for the generation below you. And so that is usually um, quite empowering to most people that attend. The second thing that I would share, Peter, is we can only make good decisions if we know what options we have. And so we find that our presentation, most families share that it's immensely informative because they didn't even know some of the choices that they could be considering and some of the opportunities that they have as families. And so our aim in the presentation is to share with families all of the options that we are aware of through the years and also a lot of wisdom that we've gleaned by working with real families in the community on how they've set up and had success in their own estate plans and so we we tease but we say we're the biggest gossips in all of the community because we see what other families do and then we share that wisdom with others but really i think it is a consortium of wisdom to be shared so that all of us benefit from the legacies that we're creating a reminder, Sherry will be hosting the McMillan Estate Planning Seminar this Wednesday evening, 7 p.m. 
To register, you can call 403-266-6464 during business hours or register online at mcmillanestate.com. McMillan spelled M-A-C-M-I-L-L-A-N. This is The Strong Room.